If you're out there listening and you're a, you're a big coffee fan, I want to talk to you about Bones Coffee. Bones Coffee is my favorite coffee. And the reason being is I got so sick of paying for cheap, burnt gas station coffee or overpriced chain coffee. And so I was looking for a coffee I could make at home. Bones Coffee is craft small batch coffee. Uh, my favorites are Shark Bite, Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space, and also back for the fall, they have Jackdo Lantern, which is obviously pumpkin spice, but it is full of caffeine. I highly suggest Bones Coffee. It's my favorite. They got great artwork. Um, if you use code BONES20, you can get 20% off your first order. Welcome to the Just Josh Podcast. Who the fuck is this guy? Hey, who the fuck are you? Huh? Who the fuck are you? This whole thing is a little weird. Ah, never yet fear, laddie book. Doing doing the whole experience was uh, worth it. <laughs> it's worth it, dude. The intro sets the vibe. I'm hyped now. Thanks for coming on to my podcast. I really appreciate it. Man, thank you for having me. This is definitely the earliest podcast, and I'm an early, I'm a morning guy, so it, it's not a. I'm always up by like five or six a.m. Just my natural alarm just goes off that early, so I just get up and shower and get the yeah. day going. But uh, normally I do the podcast at night, so this is a nice thing. I always like to have my coffee. Do you have your coffee as well? I do. Yeah. I do. Although I'm, I'm getting pretty low at this point, uh, but you know. What, uh, what kind of mug do you got there? You know, this one is all about the state of Kentucky. I got it from Lauren's grandmother. Okay. That's your wife, right? Yes. So. And is know, that where they're from? Yeah. Her grandparents live in Kentucky and uh, I have some family up there and it's just, it's the mug of the day. Like here's Daniel Boone. Look at him. Oh, Boone. Oh, oh there it is. Hard to do in reverse there. <laughs> yeah dude i'm really bad at camera angles like I'll, I'll be like hey hey audience look at this and then i'll show it this way and i'm like oh yeah the camera's over this way okay yeah i got jack skellington today i can't go wrong with that i was about to say you're a coffee dude you're into coffee i know that uh, i am and i'm not like uh, yeah it's probably like an addiction at this point which is not a good thing it used to be a coffee thing I think I'm real into it because Bones has been so so uh, good to me, and they've uh, they always send over. You know, at first they just told them how much I love their coffee, and I was, I bought like hundreds of dollars worth of coffee because it was so good, man. Like I I'm always just a dark roast, maybe one or two sugars, a little cream if I'm feeling frisky, but other than that, usually just like a dark roast, and that's it. And yeah. I tried their Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space, not thinking it was going to be great or it was going to be too sweet or anything else but when the flavors in the coffee and it's not in the creamer it's actually really nice it's a really good balance i got hooked i got hooked quick and they have some really good now some of them aren't as good i probably shouldn't say that because they do send me free coffee you're not gonna love every flavor you can't no the fruity cereal ones are the ones that i kind of didn't like as much the, there's something weird about like the fruit although the raspberry chocolate and stuff like that Super, super good, dude. I've had um, I've had Adam and Logan on, which is awesome. I'm trying to get through the whole band at some point. Um, I remember reaching out. You were one of the first people I reached out to just because I really wanted to get you on here to talk about your school and the different things you have going on. You have a studio. 
But since that point, COVID hit and everything's just gone. Yeah, well, you know, that thing, uh, COVID took its toll on that, that situation. We had a, like a commercial space and multiple teachers and the whole deal. And the yeah. way things went down here, we closed that operation down. It was just too, too much to keep going with the way things are. Mm-hmm. But um, no, man, I mean, for what it is, we're cool. We've been hanging out making music. Uh, my wife and I teach music as well. Um, I do a little music production work and stuff like that. So luckily we had finished building the home studio here like right before all this happened. Yeah. So at least we're in a position, we have like a, an area we can teach and it's not like, hey, come get a guitar lesson in my living room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, some people, you know, obviously the whole world to kind of shuffled to online. So we do a little bit of that, mm-hmm. you know. We have a couple like one-on-one students that come to the studio. Uh, and uh, other than that, yeah, I think the world just froze in place, dude, for the last however many, like almost a year now, I suppose. You know, what are you going to say about it? It's had its ups and downs. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But you guys recently, uh, you just released, uh, I'm going to fuck this name up. Okeechobee, o- right? Okeechobee? Yeah. yeah. Okeechobee Sessions, uh, which is an awesome, awesome uh was it live, I believe? Yeah, Did yeah, thank Live you, session? Yeah. We, um, we went out to do those videos. I don't know that it was ever planned to put out the, the recordings on Spotify or anything, but it just felt like it turned out good. And then, uh, you know, obviously the internet craze of dreams happened, you know. We didn't quite plan it that way, but it happened, so we tried to yeah. ride that in. But we did that with our buddy, you know Chance? Yes, Chance. He came on uh, Ballyhoo tour. Yes, so he filmed those videos for us. Him and Jacob are great, man. Just really good photographers, really good people. Yeah, Jacob's an animal. Well, while Uh, we're on the topic then, you got to let me let you in on our guilty pleasure with Jacob. So Jacob is not only an amazing photographer. Oh, shit. I told you I'm doing a podcast, bro. Oh. Oh, I brought you an apple. Oh, thank you, bro. Josh, you remember Chris? Yeah, of course, man. So powerful through that microphone. Oh, thank Dude, you. You've got a great microphone in here, so hold you. Wow. I probably, I probably have a radio voice. I, sh- I should probably just stick to the podcast and not do the video, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. No, the video is fucking sick, dude. <laughs> that t-shirt wall is impressive. Yeah. All right, bud. All right. Hey, good yeah. to see you, champ. Yeah, just don't interrupt me again. <laughs> oh. Here's the thing, and I want your listeners to know this because it's our biggest guilty pleasure in the band. Jacob is not only the sickest photographer in the game, but he's a guitar player and a singer. Right. And he plays pretty regularly around town here. So in our internal band chat, anytime somebody catches Jacob live streaming on Instagram, oh my God, we just all jump in his live stream. And uh, we just love to go nuts and send him crazy comments and try to distract him while he's gigging. You know, if anybody out there ever wants to interact with us live on Instagram, there's a good chance we're going to be in that Jacob Taco stream. So, well, I think I saw you a behind the scenes of you guys crashing one. Or yeah, he made the he made the dire mistake of actually allowing us to join his live. <laughs> while he was playing, and uh, since then we just yeah. we're pretty relentless with it. So, anyways, it's a really good time, and the best part about it is he always. Like once you join the live stream and starts like just smacking him with comments, he always like walks over to the phone while he's playing, and you get this moment of like direct eye contact with Jacob. It's so amazing. You see him like lean in, you know, and he's like reading the comment. Yeah. And, yeah. and from us, it's always some just off the wall kind of nonsense, and you just see this reaction, and it's that's what it's all about. Hell yeah! If you need some good live acoustic direct eye contact, the Jacob Tacos live stream is where you want to be. 
Yeah, he's great. And uh, he uh, he loves you guys. He uh, I actually had to tell him to shut up about you guys. No, I'm just kidding. I think I'm going to clip together a uh, – there is a clip. I think he mentioned article system, sound system. Now, this is just a guesstimate. This isn't a uh, fact. Um, I would say he mentioned you guys at least 13 times. That's good. Our, our yeah. campaign is working. You see, Jacob I, – I was like, did Chris pay you? Chris paid you, didn't he? He had to have paid you to say their name so many times. <laughs> That's good to hear because sometimes I wonder if we don't bother him. We like relentlessly bother him. <laughs> we, we try to like have him around. I, I think just like annoyingly so. Uh, do you know so anyway, that's good to hear that he's happy with us because sometimes i'm like damn we're always asking a lot of this guy so well i, I think it's a mutually uh beneficial and a mutual love that you both have for each other and, and it works really well and you get really great product out of it and uh I, it's just a all good people all around i'm very lucky that uh, i've met and worked with a lot of good people you know sometimes you can run into a couple bad apples here and there, but I, I really haven't had any. I feel like anyone I've ever interacted with uh, in the industry has been super, super nice to me. I, you know, I kind of feel the same way, man. I, I, I think out when you're out on the road, obviously there's like, there's nuances and moments and things. And of course. The, it can be a, um, a tough space, but everybody for the most part is really cool. You know, all the people that work in music do it from like, I think a place of like real love for music. So that, you know, everybody's really into it. I noticed all the pros there. The reason they're pros are because they are now, obviously there's outliers and there's certain, there's situations in, in every level of music. But I, I do tend to notice that if you're a pro, you're usually pretty good about, you know what I mean? There's a lot of professionals. Like I, I, I've always said this, I said, you guys are probably, the most professional opening band that, you know, I've, I've been able to work with as far as brand new, like that was your first out of state, like real tour, correct? Yes. That was our first like real, that was our longest tour. You guys crushed it, man. You guys fucking crushed it, dude. Yeah. You guys were humble. You were on time. You were uh, very, very kind and very pro. So. Well, we fooled you. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. That's like, you know, we try, I think it's a, you know, we're goofy people, dude. I don't know. But we, we try to just keep it cool out there. and um, We like to learn and be out on the road and just try to be cool with people, man. That's a big part of what we do. So we yeah. were grateful to get that experience and to learn out on the road with you guys and your crew. And, um, you know, I don't know what Jacob thought we were dragging him into. Um, I don't think we knew what we were dragging him into. But that was a great <laughs> tour, man. That was, uh, that's going to be a thing um, that sticks with us forever, really. So uh, I started to talk about the uh, Okeechobee sessions. I need to stop saying yeah. that. <laughs> your new, your new live out. album release. Uh, Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Um, you guys also did a live stream earlier in the last couple months, and you recently got to play Nature Coast Music Fest. Was that the first time that you guys got to play live since COVID? Dude, it was wild. Yes. How amazing was that? Was that like one of the best shows, just the energy and stuff too? It was... Uh, Dude, the feeling of getting to play music was undeniably just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can't even describe the feeling, dude. Honestly, it was uh, unreal, dude. Like the, uh, it's such a strange, you know, what, it, it's so hard to understand what we've all just gone through. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the first thing, which is a feeling I think you're probably familiar with, is just arriving, right? Yeah. You pull up in the van. 
And like on any tour, there's just like different events, you know, and there's ones you're like excited for. And usually like anything that's like something called a festival or like outdoors is usually exciting, you know, cause you're like, all right, there's going to be, you know, vendors and stuff to do. And like, we can wander around. So it's like always exciting. And I feel like we pulled up and we're like, holy shit. You know, I remember what this feels like. This feels awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we got to play and it was just insane, dude. Yeah, and you guys sounded great. I was watching some live streams, and uh, I think Jomaly had put one up there in the group and stuff like that. She's great. I love, um, it's fun working for bands and being behind the scene, and then I also like going and following the fans, because I am a fan too, you know? But uh, but then seeing all the fans' reaction and getting to talk and interact with fans is a lot of fun. You guys have definitely some of the best fans. Uh, it's fun being in that group. They're... Uh it's it's wild i don't know uh i don't know how we got so lucky we have some very cool people that uh that put i know how you got fire. lucky it's not even luck it's because you guys work hard because you're professional you guys understand that being a band is more than just business at the same time like if you handle your business you can have fun because then you won't stress out about things and i'm sure you guys stress out about things but at least on paper and the way you guys your mentality i I use you as an example all the time when I talk to bands to say, if you, if you really want to make it in this industry, it's less about, yes, it's who you know and all that other stuff. And, and people see the bright lights and, the, and they want to know, they want to open for this band or do this and that. And I'm like, instead of worrying about opening for other bands or doing this or that, or worrying about what other people are doing, concentrate on yourself, you know, worry about, be that band that other bands want to open for. Don't try and strive to open for that band. But again, um, I think the biggest thing that I try and tell people is kind of try and cut out the naivety of being a musician and of being in the industry, because I know you see the bright lights and I know we all love music. You know, the first thing out of people's mouth, Oh, I love music, you know, help me out or do this. And I'm like, I would love to help you, but like, and we all love music, but do you love music enough to do it the right way? And, or like, do you love music enough that you're willing to put in the work so that you don't put yourself in a hole and so that you're not. And if you're fine, just, you know, being on that local end or doing stuff in circles as far as like, you just like the bright lights and you like the notoriety, there's nothing wrong with that. You can do that, you know, I'm sure. And there's, I'm sure there's certain people that, you know, uh, do have certain successes, but I think if you really want to do it for a living, you know, be able to pay expenses and be on the road and not worry about rent, have, you know, savings for your family and stuff. If you set out a good business plan, meaning you get your finances together and as a band, you, you have that all pre-laid out and then all you have to concentrate is uh, on the music, I think. But it's also good, I think, these days as a band to um, know business. Like, you shouldn't always count on your manager. Like, yeah. you, you should be the check and balance to your manager. I've been talking to uh, Logan and Adam and other people. Um, I've heard you're kind of the responsible one of the group. Would you agree with that assessment? I guess they like to say that, you know, we all, we all, uh, it's like any teamwork, man. Everybody's got their thing. And I'd say like the, the thing that I do is wake everybody up in the morning and I hound people about being on time. That's about the, that's probably the thing that makes me the adult of the band is that I'm the only one that's like, we need to get to the venue or whatever at this time. So like finish your lunch, we're going. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of the TM to a degree, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, but the whole band, we actually are pretty lucky. So I think what you said earlier hits the nail on the head, like the way the industry is now, 
especially like we're not we're not back in like the led zeppelin days you can't be this like wild ass band mm-hmm. and then have this whole industry coalesce around you and allow you to behave insane and just like you know just write music so you have to you do have to be entrepreneurial in spirit mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to to, to do the the industry part of it especially in the beginning because nobody's going to show up and just help you unless you have some insane lucky thing but in our crew the biggest advantage we have is that we do have a diverse like team mm-hmm. and there's a lot of business um, background. You know, Fabian is a, a very great businessman mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and Logan has an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, she was involved in starting companies. She even owned a record store back in the day. That's awesome. So I, I think we all have that, like kind of that understanding that like, if you get involved and you're going to do something, it's your hustle on the line, you know, it's, yep. It's no different from any other business, I, I think. And, uh, well, it's a hell of a lot more fun, but it's <laughs> at, at the end of it, it's the same as any other business, you know? For sure. I got a video here, you guys. <laughs> this was like before you guys were uh, going out. Now, um, you know, just between me and you, that's all you pushing. That's not even Adam. I don't even think Adam's pushing here. He's definitely not, dude. That is on me pushing. Chris, dude. Oh, thank you, Chris. Look at this. He brought we got, uh, we got veggie pucks. A uh, little bit of... Uh, um, He's just doing that to tease me now. He's just trying to tease me with the food. They never treat me like this, Josh. They never do this for <laughs> That's me. That's awesome. Good seeing you, Josh. Good. Love you, brother. Love you, too. The, uh, um, the, the van yeah, look, yeah, you can see it in the video. It's clear. He's wearing sandals, first of all. It's in the mud. There's no way, as big and strong as he is, and I know he's been lifting and doing a lot of stuff, but there's no way. There is no way in hell. He is pushing. That's all you, buddy. Yeah, can you push play on there again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see this. Dude, look, that's all you. You look, can see that the driver's side of the van that I'm pushing is the side that's moving. That's It's like turning. It's not even going... <laughs> Come on, Adam. Look at him. He's got sandals on. Uh, Who wears sandals to push the van out? That's what you got to ask yourself. Jeez. Come on, Adam. Adam was, ton- Adam was a ton of fun. I need to have Cope and uh, Fabian on, too. I want to get the whole, the, whole, the whole group in here. But um, you guys, yeah, beyond just being pros and stuff, too, I think the other side of being a band is, I don't know. I just feel like it's effortless for you guys. You know, because you have such a great chemistry and you guys all are pretty funny, you know, like, I think you all hold your own in your idea. And I think you're just willing to go for things and try. That's half the battle, too. I see so many bands that, like, I'll suggest something and or I'll say something that should go along with other things, not just be presented as a solo, you know, objective. And they're like, well, it didn't work. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Hold on. I'm so sorry, bro. These people are so rude, man. (laughs) What's up, bro? I told him all to leave me alone, dude. And look at it now, Josh. Well, I guess this is my fault because I told Adam to come uh, crash the uh, podcast and say hello. Well, it's so a good I- thing he didn't see our previous segment we were just doing. There's some controversy about who's pushing the band harder, Adam. Oh, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking. Mad, yeah, Chris was talking mad shit about you. Okay. You know what? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle this once and for all. If you notice during the push, do you this guy just gives up at one point. Yeah, because I've already pushed it up the here. Hill. You'll you'll see. You'll see. Okay, so we come back and we go forward. Now the van is still moving forward. The van is still moving forward. This guy gives up and I'm still pushing it. Yeah, I guess maybe I clipped it. Maybe I clipped the video just to uh, make myself look good. I was gonna say it looks all Chris, man. Right. Right. <laughs> looks, looks looks all Chris. Totally Chris. 
<laughs> he's he's one eighth of me, but it's definitely Chris. We'll let the internet decide in the comments. Oh man, yeah. Speaking of attention, that video came from our TikTok, where we desperately need anybody to watch us. Um, yeah. So you guys have a. I, I I'm still not on there. I can't do it. I can't. I don't want to do it either. I love it. You should give it a shot. It's not what you think it is. Adam would be great on there as well. I was just telling him how. And then you guys also did the Boom Deals. Look at Cope, man. Yes. That's his character name is Boom Dale. That's the character. That but I. Heard, it's easier to get Cope on than Boom Dale, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I heard he's a busy man. He, like, he's booked all the time for a lot of shows and different things. Like, he's on QVC now, I heard. He's a, he's a gig whore. He's a genius. God. And uh, Boom Dale is probably, I don't want to call it the zenith of his career because I think he's going to fly much higher. But I was going to say, I hope so. But. For right now, it's unbelievable. And when we were at that show recently, a ton of people were like, do the Boom Deals guy thing. That's so I think it's catching on. Hell yeah. Well, it was so good though. And you know what's funny? It was so good and it was still like the, it wasn't even the edit or like, it was like the rehearsal. Go ahead. Why don't you tell the story just for, uh, for people that don't know? Well, you know, obviously every band just like us got stuck with a bunch of merch, dude. We were all out on tour mm -hmm. and we came home with a bunch of merch. So, you know, every band was kind of trying to figure out like, what am I going to do to sell this stuff, you know, what sale are we gonna do? So we started talking and I was like, look, let's not put like, let's not just do a coupon code, we need to do something wild. So we came up with this like QVC thing. And then, uh, so the Boom Deals video is actually our dress rehearsal. Right. So we planned the whole thing, we worked on figuring out how to run like OSB or whatever and do all the streaming and we got the whole thing. We had a couple of people like tune in so we could make sure it worked. And then like right after that, uh, like that week that we were about to do it the next day was the day like the whole country exploded be, uh, with the, the controversy with George Floyd, you know? Mm -hmm. And so out of respect for what was going on there, we felt like it wasn't an appropriate time to like drop this over the top, like, you know, <laughs> desperate merch sale while the country was kind of like hurting from that. So, yeah. And then if you fast forward that, then the lockdown became like almost even tighter. And so it just wasn't going to, you know, we weren't getting back together to live stream it. I could tell. And then I started watching through the dress rehearsal and I was like, man, even if we did get back together, I was like, I don't know if it would be as funny because everybody like, especially Cope and Logan who did like mostly acting, yeah. I think they were really comfortable because it wasn't live. Yeah. You know, we were all just like having fun yeah. and really like screwing around. Mm -hmm. And I started watching it and I was like, man, if we chop out some of like the mistakes we made or whatever, it could still be really funny. So that's how we salvaged it. And then of course we filmed all the commercials. Um, yeah, those yeah. were hilarious too. That's my favorite part of Boom Deals is the commercials. Those are spot on. Who came up with? Did you all come up with the different ideas, or did yeah. like one person pitch one, one person pitched another? No, they all came up with the different ideas. Like I think Logan and Cope and them, I think brought the uh, ass wipes commercial. <laughs> um, I think that's Adam and I made the Rolling Stone recovery. What this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's my shed there. You got a nice shed, man. You got a nice little setup there. Thank you. Is everyone in town right now for, I guess so. Cause you did the show this weekend and, uh, and then yeah, guys like town. recording or anything like that. Yeah, dude, she's been in town for a couple of weeks. We've been like, uh, just viciously writing songs and working on demos. Yes. And, um, I obviously can't say much, but we have a lot of cool stuff and everybody's okay. way. So 
we've been working really hard. Um, you know, <laughs> that part when she throws the toilet paper at Fabian, that kills me every time. And it's, it's nuts. It's, you know, yeah, go ahead. The, the, the thing about the band too, is they're so damn funny. I always tell them, I'm yeah. like, dude, you guys are my, like, uh, I do most of the, the video editing. If we're not working with like a real video editor, like chance or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling them all the time. I'm like, dude, you guys are like, like my paint and like the world is our canvas. I, I'm like their, I'm their biggest fan, dude. Like I can recite all the lines of boom deals. I think like verbatim, <laughs> like they crack me up, dude. I, I can't even handle it sometimes. It's nuts. I won't pull it up because I pulled it up with uh, I think Adam and Logan, but the uh, the under the bridge one, the kind of like that old school just dance remix was hilarious it was probably the funniest thing i've ever watched and if we if i pull it up we'll sit here and watch it for like that's like dude that's like how we what i think about that's so funny is you know how people like check in and they're like how you doing you know how's the pandemic treating you how's everything going Mm -hmm. i like look back and i'm like oh man that's how we started the pandemic like we came in hot with the goth dance video (laughs) and i was like if anybody was worried about us like losing our minds or something like that's where we were starting from and dude, that afternoon, so we had bought all those outfits because we were going to do that same video though um, under a bridge somewhere while we were out on the road with the Expendables. Mm. So, and I think Jacob was with us actually at that time. So he was supposed to film it. And uh, anyways, we were only three days deep in that tour and everything just started melting down. Everybody was all, all different levels of freaked out and concerned and upset and we were getting sent home. So we didn't do it, you know? But then when we got home, we're like, we got to see this through. So we went to a bridge in town. And we're like, dude, a bunch of people fish under that bridge. And we, like, walked around the corner in these outfits. And, like, all these, like, fishermen dudes and stuff looked at us. And they were just like, what the? F- what is going on? And I was just so embarrassed. I just remember being like, oh, my God, we're doing this. And we had, like, a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> we're doing and we're, like, doing that idiotic dance. And, like, people are, like, you know, on their, like, morning jog and stuff. And they're just, like, stopping to see what we're doing. And, uh... My wife, Lauren, filmed the goth dance video for us, and people are, like, asking her, like, what? <laughs> we were just talking about that the other night. Cope says I look like a uh, like a, a woman in this picture, I guess. Well, I was going to say, it looks like maybe you were, like, a woman that's trying to be a man now. You did, like, the reverse trans. I guess it's what I am, dude. I don't know. It's crazy. Actually, one of my uh, questions was, like, was this your emo phase? Like, how old were you in this picture? Oh, wait, that was the other, this was a couple months ago. <laughs> dude, we committed. And I got to tell you, the Amazon, Amazon shopping experience for this video was one of my favorites. I tried really hard. First of all, Jinko jeans are extremely expensive. Yeah, what so, the freak? Hard to get, very expensive. So we settled for these, like, rave pants I found that had the same effect. So right. I bought everybody, and, and it, we actually dressed the people up like Logan and Cope especially are actual characters from the original goth kids under the bridge. If you watch the real goth kids under the bridge video, right. Cope is the red fishnet guy and Logan is the, uh, the cyber goth chick. Yeah. So yeah, we ordered when that stuff was coming in the mail, dude, I was dying. Everybody was getting their like chain wallets and their spiky necklaces. And, uh, yeah, that was probably the most fun I ever had. I'll open it. Fuck it. I was going to say I wasn't going to look at any of this shit because I'll sit here and look at it for like <laughs> forever. But we'll, for people out there, we'll show this video and show your video real quick. Oh, that's the real one. Right? Oh, yeah. No, this is the real one. So, see, yeah, there's the guy that's Cope right there on the left. Yeah. And Cope nailed his mannerisms too because the red guy. Oh, like, yeah, the red guy. Every now and then. <laughs> and you'll see Logan's in that back corner too. Logan's supposed to be. Yeah, see, there's the red guy. That's Cope. Why does why does he have blood on him though? Did did he have blood on him? 
You know, we didn't do the blood. blood. And then where's That's the chick? There much. should be a girl somewhere in the back that kind of looks I saw like her. Yeah. The cyber god hair and all that. There's one, but there's another one. There she is. Oh, there she is. Green. Right, way back there. Okay, now let's look. Like the same outfit. You know, the cyber goths were way ahead of this COVID-19 thing. They like to wear the gas masks and all that stuff. And there was a really funny meme early on in the pandemic about, like, nobody at a cyber goth convention catching COVID because they're all in those, like, face masks and stuff. Uh, yeah, you yeah. nailed this guy's vibe. Look at that. <laughs> you all did, dude. I, I have the – what's sad is they were saying, like, Fabian actually dances well. I'm definitely the worst dancer in the band. There's no question about it. Is that it. why you're in the back? Oh, yeah, dude. And uh, honestly, this was a great opportunity for me because you don't have to be able to dance that good to do this. Yeah. I was so, going to say, man, you're not a bad dancer. Well, yes, he is. you should have seen when we were uh, <laughs> when we were trying to learn the high TikTok. Um, it's actually a tie between him and Fabian about who's the worst dancer. But Fabian's got that Latin spirit in him, so I think he's got me beat. You know, he was – you know, All right, I'm going to go take a poop. Love you guys. Love you. Hey, you guys can stop interrupting my damn podcast. We're a fairly tame band, honestly. I was going to say, when, you know, Adam's crawling around on the ground and Cope's riding like a dog and stuff. But I forgot this was still. See, this is the best Fabian mood. He's doing the back and forth. He's like, now I'm on this side. Now I'm on this side. Like he's jumping over state lines. He's like, well, yeah, Fabian really was a raver. When I first met Fabian when he was younger, he was definitely going to raves and like twirling glow sticks. Like he, look, he knows that move. You got yeah. You guys have known each other. I guess you, Cope, and Fabe have known each other for a while, right? Yeah. And you used to work Fabian together. At I met Fabian. We worked at Carvel, Carvel, the ice cream store. See, if I was a good producer, I'd have a picture of you guys from Logan. But she didn't want to embarrass you guys. Oh no, that that wouldn't be embarrassing. We love it. The uh, I met Fabian. I was a. Uh, <clears throat> I don't remember what age I was. I was in college. He was like maybe a senior in high school or something. Mm-hmm. He had little baby dreads. He was a, uh, and uh, we both <laughs> lived right down the street. I was living in a college house. He was obviously at home with his family at that time. And we both worked at the Carvel ice cream store. That's awesome. And um, it ended up being this crazy journey at that place. The lady who owned it just had a soft spot for all of us, like misfit college kids and stuff. So essentially like our whole friends crew ended up running this ice cream store for a long time. At the time Fabian was young. So I played in a different band and, he was trying to make a band and one day our bass player wasn't available. And I was like, well, Fabian, you want to try to do this? And mm-hmm. he hopped in the van with us and we've been rocking out ever since, man. That's pretty oh. cool. Yeah. Fabian had his 18th birthday party at my uh, college house. Oh, that's awesome. You get super wasty. Yeah. He was like real adamant on throwing a rager. I remember we it's funny because we did it again later on now that we're like old dudes. So he did a double kegger at my college party, at, you know, for his 18th birthday. And I'm sure the beer ran out within like moments. And then fast forward, I think it was like, I forget what birthday it was of his, but this would be like maybe two or three years ago. And uh, we decided to do a double kegger, right? Yeah. Well, first thing that happened, we're trying to like carry the kegs into the yard, dude. And we're like, oh, you know, we like can't, we're like, what is up with this? They're so heavy. Yeah. And then, uh, the the thing is, like, you know how it goes. Uh, a ton of people show up to the party, but they all bring their own beer. So nobody's drinking this keg beer. Oh, and so the kegs, like, lasted for, like, weeks. We were like, dude, this is it. We're, like, officially old. There's no more double keggers. It's just, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got over there? We got some Coca-Cola? Oh, yeah. We can check that out. Um, I had a couple pictures I was going to pull up. Are you a 90s kid like me, or am I just oh. 
Dude, I am. So I'm, I, uh, well, you should know I was born in 87. So like a lot of the nineties stuff that I'm really tight with would have been almost like watching reruns. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've been on a big, uh, it's a big joke going on over here, but somehow we all got on this Dawson Creek, Dawson's Creek tip recently. I don't want to win. Yeah. And I've been watching all this for like horrific, uh, we've been watching this show on, uh, what is it? We have it on the Roku stick there called sell this house. It's like a bizarre nineties, like house flipping show. And really, it was I love, flippers before house flippers. Yeah. I love, uh, mid nineties, early two thousands culture. So I'm ready for this. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I remember this one when I was little and then I saw someone else post this on their, uh, story, but they used to have the coffee and Coke. Do you remember that? Mm. Open up. Let me see. Oh, you know, I gotta be honest. No, I can see it there. The coffee and Coke. What was circa when? That looks like modern. So, well, this one is modern. Okay, okay. Like these are they brought them back, but I remember this when I was a young kid and I got one, and I was a kid, so I didn't know it was gonna taste like coffee, and it tastes good, but I didn't like coffee when I was like younger. It was horrible. So, uh, but now they brought it back. And are you for or against this? Because I have mixed feelings about it. You know. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to think about what this would taste like. Dude, it's so weird. I'm thinking it might be good, though. Yeah, it's like a sweeter coffee, I guess. I don't know. Like a, I, don't, I don't know. You have to try it. If you see it out at a store, go get it. Or you know what? I might go out and just mail you guys some. I'm going to mail you guys some Coke coffee. It's funny. Um, we had some Coca-Cola here the other day. We, uh, everybody in the band drinks a lot of tequila, and I'm a, I'm a big gin guy. Mm. But the weather here in Florida finally dropped to a temperature that felt like, you know, summer may end. So we were hype and trying to do some like spiked cider Ooh. with some rum. Mm -hmm. So then we had some rum and Coke back up there. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not the, probably my thing with Coca-Cola, like when I love Coca-Cola is if I'm traveling and I specifically like, like Mexican Coca-Cola or like Central South American Coca-Cola right. is really good. But yeah, if I'm out on like a trip in a foreign country or something and can get a nice ice cold Coca-Cola at lunch, there's something about that that I dig. Yeah, that is true. And uh, Mexican Coke is definitely, <laughs> sorry, Mexican Coca-Cola <laughs> drinks are uh, definitely better. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, we're talking about the soda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, if I see one of those, Josh, I'm going to try that freaking thing. I'm going to yeah. drink one of the Coca-Cola coffees and uh, if I live through it, I'll tell you how it went. <laughs> Um, now this is, uh, something I saw. Do you consider this a sandwich or no? Oh, wait, before we get onto this one, my view as a coffee purist, I, I'm totally against the Coca-Cola and coffee as someone that's had it. It's not bad. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now you should know, I didn't get to this earlier. I drink my coffee black. I've been doing it for like two years or more. So I'm definitely a coffee purist. So the idea of dumping some Coca-Cola into my wonderful coffee does seem scary yeah like i don't know like is it does it taste good because they mixed it right like i wonder if i went actually i have coca you know what hold on that's what i was just thinking i was like do i have another coca-cola left in my fridge i mean it's one of those things where i feel like it might be so crazy that it's you know it seems like it shouldn't be good but i feel like it might be do you have one <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off and walk no, away. It's good, it's good. Hey, do we have a Coca Cola left in the fridge? Unfortunately, 
Oh, you don't have Coca-Cola. I was really excited. I was like, dude, is this oh, happening? We Are we both about to drink yeah. Coca-Cola and coffee at the same time? I'm sorry to no, let you down. No one has any? <laughs> no. All right, I'm going to try this. This is going to be You're going to do it? Yeah, fuck yeah. I might, might shit, as well, right. right? It's a video podcast. You might as well give them something to watch. This is awesome. How much should I put in, though? Half and half? Yeah, you got to go about 50-50, I think. Oh. But you could try. I mean, look, you could just try a little spice, a little splash, and see what happens first, and then ease into okay. it. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's going to be really good. Oh, God, that's horrible. I don't. Maybe okay. more Coke. Maybe, more maybe I was wrong. Coke. Maybe I was drastically wrong. That was always a possibility. All right. I tried adding more. So maybe that'll be because I assume since it's a Coke product, they would just put a splash of coffee, you know, the coffee taste in there. Whereas yeah, I, I, yeah, I was, you know, when I saw that too, like a product I definitely don't like is that like vanilla oh. Coca-Cola. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, I think they got to add other shit to it to make it taste good. Cause yeah. it does not taste good. Just like that. I can't believe I tried that. It was I'm horrible. I'm going to start ordering that at breakfast diners. I'll take a coffee mixed with Coca-Cola just to see their reaction. Well, let's dive right into this. I am a huge fan of bagels. And I say the word slightly weird. I don't know why. I'm from Maryland. I say bagel like as if it's like... Are you from Maryland? Did I not know yeah. that? Dude, I'm from Maryland. I was born in St. Mary's County. Um, Fuck. No wonder. I, I lived there until I was uh, about five. I moved back and forth twice. I did like... Uh, I was a kid. Then we moved down here and I did like first through fifth grade down here. And then we went back up there and I was up there for like sixth and seventh grade and then i did the, the rest of my growing up down here so that's adam gets very mad at the way i say bagel so anyways i also <laughs> love peanut butter and jelly same i would eat this but i am bothered by the ratio of spread to bread i agree 100 percent. that's the problem there now do you but, think they re-spread it like they take a bite and then they re-spread more on it and then keep eating it Trying to think of what I would do if I were eating it. I think I would hold it to where the peanut butter and jelly, like one side of it was directly at my face, and I would take that segment down as one bite. Yeah. I guess the question is, though, really at the heart of it, do, is it a sandwich? Because it's not cut, you know, flat-wise, cut the other way. So is this a sandwich or no? And I guess in my opinion, I would say no. I'm going to say no, but you know what it yeah. is? It's art. It's provocative, man. It got us talking. That's what I'm saying. Look at that. If I wish I thought of that. So with uh, COVID, uh, so uh, along the lines with the 90s, so I had the Coca-Cola. And then uh, do you remember like listening to the radio and then pressing record and play with tapes and stuff like that? Or Dude, that was, I, I try to explain this to the band. I've been like trying to, I, first of all, I love. Um, you guys got to get tapes. I love tapes. So yeah, we're actually working on something. I, I've been like trying to come up with this plan to do the cassette tapes because I really love the cassette tapes. Mm -hmm. um, we have a pretty good collection of cassette tapes and actually behind me, I have a reel to reel that I also love. I, I love tape in general, but yeah, I had a, uh, a stereo that had two tape decks and like a radio and a turntable as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I would re record the songs I wanted. Then my other thing I would do is I would like go to bed at night and just let the tape record. And then I would wake up the next day and kind of like scrub through the radio show and find the tunes I wanted and then dub them over to the other tape. Mm -hmm. And that's how I would like harvest songs, you know? I just took a picture real quick while you were saying that. This is my, if you can see on the screen, this is my... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I got this for Christmas when I was super young. It's like a 51 CD changer 
for all my CDs because I didn't want to keep putting them in those books. I was like, I was sick of that. So I was just like, I'm just going to get one that has like a million CDs. And then I have two tape players on the top. And I've only seen one other band do the uh, the tape thing, which is the Great Heights band. But that would be really cool if you guys could get some tapes. I know it's not like a big money maker or anything, but just the nostalgia of it is kind of cool. I think it could be, man. I'm like, I don't want to give away all my secrets here, but this is my way of thinking about tape. Number one, tape is a great experience. It's, I think... I think that it's a really cool medium. It's one of the only types of music that people were buying that like, if you wanted, like, think about it, you could like just record over it, you know? Yeah. Like tape, tape is what spurred like making mixtapes for your friends and for yourself. And also like, you know, I know that there were like rewritable CDs for a period of time or something, but like, right. You know, you, you can't take a vinyl you bought. Not that you would want to do this. I'm just saying it's like, it's, it's interesting. It's like a, a medium that people can mess with and change and do stuff too. And, and it just rocks. So the other thing is what you got to think about is look, I think about it all the time cause we're selling vinyls at like the shows. Right. Right. And I love vinyl. If I had to pick one to stick with, I suppose I'd stay with vinyl. I think that's right. like probably the, the top of the tier, but the barrier of entry, if you want to get into analog music on the cassette tape side of things is way cheaper. You can get a cassette yep. player off Amazon for like 15 bucks. Right. with a pair of headphones and you can like rock out and enjoy like a different way to listen to music. But if you're trying to go vinyl, I mean, dude, you got to hunt down a vinyl player. You got to get speakers. Maybe you need a receiver. It's, and I'm not saying anything bad about that, but if you're thinking to yourself, I want to get my first vinyl, like you got a long way to go to listen to it. Right. Yeah. You still so got to get other things in place. Yep. Right. So my question is how do we get a bunch of people back into $15 Walkman so that then they're like primed for it. So when tapes come out, they're like, well, I have a player. I'm ready for this. You know, that's yeah. kind of where my head's at. The problem is I don't know if they are not like the younger generation. It would definitely be nostalgia for people in their thirties or older, you know, maybe even late twenties, but uh, it wouldn't really hit with the young kids. The vinyl hits because it's, you know, record players are still a thing, but tape players are so hard. I just remember, in order for me to actually listen to a song, I had to record it on a tape from the radio and sometimes they would do the intro so people wouldn't record it. That's why they always did the like, and here yeah. from this band is the new single, blah, 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 as they fade into it. And then you're like, fuck, yeah. I, I missed the first half. But dude, that's the beauty of it. I think, um, dude, think about this man not to get too nostalgic with you since we are like 90s uh, children of the 90s no i love 2000s, it dude. get nostalgic is think about the experience you had that like dude the love that you ended up harboring for music because you took the time to try to capture it off the radio so you could listen to it again mm -hmm. versus like being born into a world with unfettered access for free to any song you want to hear any second it's like you i think we those of us that lived through that time period and, and people older than us, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think had a way different uh, different thing because, you know, if you really loved music and you wanted to seek it out and have it, you had to, like, get it and have it. And there's a feeling of ownership. You know, you had to buy the album or you had to, like, you know, you had to get the song on your tape. And once you did that, it's like, at that point, too, guess what? You didn't have that much stuff you could listen to, so you end up listening to it, like, 10 billion times. Yeah. And uh, I think it's... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think all of that experience is lost in the modern world, but I think a little bit of that romance of, of finding a band and having this experience, like, you know. That's what I love about tape, too, is CD you can skip, you know, vinyl you can even skip if you wanted to. 
Now, yes, you can fast forward and rewind a tape, but it's an effort. So it kind of forces you almost to listen to the tape front to back, and then you actually have to flip yeah. it to listen to the other yeah. side, which is just kind of interactive. And again, this is back when albums actually meant something. You know, I miss those days. I just miss. That's why I like Coheed's one of my favorite. I think I think I annoy Logan. I like tried to send her a, a Coheed single because they're one of my favorite bands because their albums are like stories and it has a whole comic book that comes along with it. And the lyrics are like the words in the comic books and stuff like that. So it's like super cool in the sense of like, I just like that you can listen to their album front to back because it tells a story. It's not just singles. They tried to do the single route for two albums because of their record label and they flopped like they, they it was just all singles and wasn't cohesive and they went back their last album they went back to that kind of storytelling thing and man is it good it's one of the best albums of this last last year i think dude the storytelling albums are always the best dude like um if you think about it like we were weird we actually just talking about this because we were listening to a bunch of music in the van and, and um Dude, like all these big albums, like the old Sublime stuff had all these skits in between. Yep. We listened to like the first Kanye West album, which really had a bunch of great, it has like a ton of great skits. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's a thing that's gone by the wayside. Well, the skits yeah, has it, you know? I miss the uh, the skits. Yeah, the albums used to have a lot of skits. Like Blink One Eighty Two would have some skits on there. That was like a oh, yeah. that must have been like a '90s thing too, because I think it faded out in the 2000s. I don't remember his as many skits and they used to have the hidden tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's what we were complaining about yesterday. We have like a tune that we wish we could have as a hidden track, you know, <laughs> secret songs kick ass. Dude, you remember when you would get a CD and you would kind of like maybe you'd drift off to sleep at the end of it or you just didn't go and change the CD and out of nowhere, the songs like pops on and I feel like bands always put really cool. Yeah. My, my favorite secret song. Do you have a favorite secret song? I do. What is it? It's the Green Day one from Dookie. I think it's like number 14, yeah. but it like skips and then they do that whole like, I'm all by myself, that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was awesome. There was one that I loved. It's like a weird, I guess it's super weird, but it's actually, if you haven't checked it out, check out the secret song on the Papa Rope. The secret song? The one that has the cut my life into pieces. Oh, okay, yeah, like one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah, there's a secret song on that one that I just loved. They still crush them and some 41 still crush live. Dude, some 41 talking about the experience of like what life used to be like. I got the first some 41. So like if my family went to Walmart, I was always like, cool, I'm going to go check out the music. You know, you would go through like all the CDs in the music area. Right. Mm -hmm. And I discovered the first some 41 album before the one with all the big hit songs. I forget what it was called. But I remember I just saw like the album cover and I was like, dude, this is going to be cool. Yes, and it was just this sick punk album, and I love the CD liner with all these cool like pictures of them just being crazy punk rockers. And I was like, "Damn, dude, I want to be cool like some 41." And they do. They do, the reason that drew me to them, and why I think you guys are are very successful in what you do, is because they have that fun nature. You know, when you watch the music videos, they're having a lot of fun, and like, come on, how can you how can you not love this man? Dude, I love it. And they were they were so they were so cool and so punk when I was a kid, man. And they had like the that video where like the they had some like candid live shots where there's like firecrackers on stage and I was like, dude, this is what I'm talking about.
dress in my dress for the occasion. It's number 32. Like, this is fun shit. Situation. Permanent vacation. Microphone master. Is that Steve-O or something? Or I'm sure. The drummer? I think so. But yeah, these guys were my idol. Obviously, I identify with the lead singer being a blonde. Uh, I spent yeah. a lot of time in my youth trying to spike my hair and... Me too. You know, try to mask my totally vanilla upbringing, beat punk rock a little bit. I mean, it's just fun music. Like, this is kind of always the music I wanted to play. It's just like, fun. maybe a little heavier, but still melodic and still fun. Dude, I love it, man. But, you know, that's another band that, like, before this, you know, before I saw them on MTV, I mean, that was a cool experience. Finding a random... Did you ever have an experience where you just bought a CD before you knew who it was, and then you, then you ended um, up being Probably back in the day, yeah, because I would go record store hopping, or shopping, or hopping, or whatever, and you would just go, like, we have Soundgarden. Did you ever go to Soundgarden down in Baltimore? Soundgarden? The band Soundgarden? No, there's like a record store that's oh, down okay. in Fells Point, Baltimore, Maryland. It's called. They still do shows and stuff like that. We're very lucky. Well, you you probably know this to a degree, but like, there's a lot of bands that come out of Maryland that are famous yeah. that people have no idea are from Maryland or started in Maryland. So I can't. So I was a pretty young lad, my Maryland upbringing. So I, I didn't really. Uh, get much of the Maryland in me, but what I did, uh, I love Maryland. And I remember, so we lived, come back. Uh, well, yeah. And so I remember the thing that I thought was so cool was, um, oh man, good Charlotte, because they were from Waldorf, right. which isn't like nope. a huge town. Nope. Um, and I just thought to myself back then, I was like, man, you know, it, I think especially as a kid, it's cool. If you're in like a rural space like i was in pretty rural maryland you know what i mean and you're like yeah saint mary's is that where saint mary's college is yeah it's kind of out like it's not in the boonies but there's a lot of woods and they have that big statue on the campus when you drive by yeah so that's where my parents met each other actually and then they ended up living there and having me and yeah so that's that's um that's my maryland connection that's cool yeah and i just uh i think we um I like when I go on road trips and stuff to listen to old stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my wife, Lauren, has a great CD collection. She has one of those little flipper things like you were complaining about earlier that hold all your CDs. So we flipped through and uh, I think she had a good Charlotte when I put it on. That's funny, man. It's just good. It's good stuff, man. Dude, good Charlotte was great. And like all time lows, pretty good. Um, like some of these aren't like I was good. Charlotte was a big like Ballyhoo. I remember good Charlotte and like. Um, a couple other bands, kind of that pop punk, like Green Day, obviously was huge. I my first two tapes. You're talking about tapes. I think I had Green Day, Dookie on tape, and I think I had Live Throwing Copper. That was another good band, like all that '90s rock and then the punk rock and stuff like that. I mean, that's what I grew up on. I love that stuff. All these shirts you saw. Uh, what sucks is we're talking about CDs and different things. Like over the years of college, I saved my CDs for so long, but then when it was obvious, it was like a not going to be a, a medium like a huge medium going forward. I think over time I just lost them all and, and I had, and I bought cases to try and find the old ones and try and salvage as many as possible. Cause I had a lot of rap too. Um, their yeah. rap was a little bit more popular and they actually had some good rap back then, but all these shirts are from like 95 to like 2003. They're all like yeah. the shows that I went to and it's the shirt that went with the ticket. So for the shirt, 
So yeah, so it's not just like random and they're not just whatever. I told you guys to stop busting in here while I'm doing the interview with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what up? How's it going? I'm We're good, dude. Dude, Josh I can't, can't tell if I'm actually mad at you guys or not. I can't tell. I, I can't. I can't tell if he's pulling a Logan from the uh, road episode. <laughs> no, he's like he stays pretty steadily angry. He's playing it pretty cool right now. He's the he's the opposite. Chris is like always really angry, but just like acting super nice and friendly uh, for the road. You know? Yeah, I feel you on that. What do you How guys was... got pulled up over here? Huh. I don't know, actually. What's going on with SpaceX? Are they like... Oh, yeah. Well, everyone's always talking about Politi because that was going on. But, like, they literally just launched astronauts up in space on SpaceX for the first time. And they brought a baby Yoda with them. Damn. That's pretty cool. He belongs up there. Hey, dude, it's nice to see you. You guys are killing Time You're killing it. You know what I'm going to bring with me, Josh, if they launch me into space? Yeah, I was going to say, what would you bring? If you could bring something to space... I'm going to bring this guy with me right here. You recognize this? Oh, you have that? That's awesome. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I've put it to good use, man. I'm glad. I was going to tell you, you know, with merchandise, usable merchandise is such a, what a thing. It gets used uh, daily. That's awesome. You want to smoke with me? Yes. You know, I don't have anything in here. Oh, okay. I I thought you had it. I thought you were opening it because you had some. That's okay. I'm only going to incriminate myself to a certain, uh, <laughs> no, I agree. But, I, uh, I try not to smoke on the podcast as much as possible. Um, but sometimes I do. It depends. It depends on the, guy. I wish I was cooler and braver. Uh, I believe but look, you know, I'm wearing my weed leaf shirt and stuff. I think, you know, I think the world's coming around to it, but you never know. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing though, too, with, uh, you know, I really have been trying to hold off as long as possible. Cause I would like to get back out on the road and, and tour with different bands and, and kind of make that more of a steady thing. But with everything going on, it's like, I have my degrees. I, I might have, I might have to use them. I had this argument with um, Mac. He actually used to be some 41's tour manager and sound guy. He's a great dude. Okay. Which, like breaking Benjamin, a bunch of those, but he's like on a whole different level. Um, and he come, yeah, he's come on three podcasts cause he lives close to me. He's about 20 minutes away from me. So he'll come in his studio. Cool. And, uh, we had this kind of argument where I was telling him as much as I hate social media, having the podcast and having the management company and doing the different things like that. I, I do have to have somewhat of an online presence. You know, I do have to have social media. He's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. And uh, he's right. I don't. And there could be a one in a million chance that I catch on with people because people are like, oh, he's the anti-social media guy. Let's go listen to his shit, you know, or whatever. That was his argument. And I was like, listen, dude, this isn't the 90s anymore. This isn't as much as I hate to admit it. Like, if you want to grow your company, your thing, you probably have a better chance or you can probably reach more people by having social media as opposed to not having social media at all. Because then the, then the only alternative for me would be to actually advertise, which costs money and, and time and, and all this other stuff. So that's why social media is a great platform because if you can run, if you, you know, work the algorithms and you do everything right and you're consistent, people think there's this big secret. It's just being consistent, you know, posting consistent, consistently good content. We'll get you seen. You know, I was going to say, Josh, as you were saying all that, you know, don't cut yourself short, buddy. You're an artist yourself. You got your podcast here. Like, you know, you got to be on social media. You got like, you know, you're doing your thing, bro. 
I was actually, when you first hit me up, I was like, oh, geez, I got to figure out Zoom and all this stuff. And that's how we didn't connect right away. And I was like, I got to get finished getting my room to look cool, dude. I want to like, you know, I want to Zoom from somewhere looking sweet, dude. Well, I get it Your too. Your background I mean, is awesome. Thank you. I mean, when I hit you up, dude, it was very casual. There was no rush. And, and it was also at the very beginning of all this stuff. So we're in like a music studio. So the desk I'm looking at is probably the coolest part of the room because it's got all the speakers and all the right. jazz music gear. So I set up this cool room. And then the first time I zoom somebody, I'm like, oh, damn. The only part they see is like behind me, you know, directly behind me. So have you tried to do the side shot where it's side coming from the side where you can see your setup and you? No, I haven't yet. I gotta, I gotta branch out and get because I'm just using the screen for my laptop right now, which is like on a laptop. Oh, right? so like, I see. Okay, it's hard to see. I don't. Know. Maybe I can spin it around and show you. But we got the, we got that cool article thing back there. We got this cool. Uh, it's a cool space, man. We've been doing a lot of writing in here. My laptop is like tethered in, so I can't show you the studio. No, that's okay. No, I get it. Having yeah. a lot of fun in here, dude. It's, it's been great. Dude, I've been seeing your stories and all that stuff. I'm getting super pumped. Uh, uh, I'm a huge fan. Just not only, you know professionally but as 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 uh you know just a fan of music i really dig everything you guys are doing is there anything else that you want to uh get uh mention or uh get out there or talk about and uh and again man thank you so much for coming on you're one of the first people i reached out to because i think you're such a good person and i really wanted to highlight what you and your wife were doing and what you and the band oh, were doing. dude i'll come on anytime josh you're awesome i love hearing myself talk so i'm all <laughs> about it and uh, if I have anything last I want to plug, if there's any article people watching or checking it out, um, it's been a long time coming, but we've been doing a lot of work and uh, just hold tight because we got a lot of cool things coming that we're all really, really excited about. And uh, we haven't even scratched the surface for how off the rails this band is going. If you thought boom deals and all that stuff was crazy, just hang with us. I think 2021 is going to be a wild time. I agree. I definitely see it, it coming. Um, uh, while I'm here, uh, I like to, for season three, uh, season two, sorry, I threw up uh, some demos and stuff like that. Do you have one that people could donate to either like maybe your music or your studio or anything that you're doing personally besides um, the band? I, I don't. And, uh, you know, if people want to be charitable to the band, I think the easiest way is our Spotify. We have the, uh, the COVID link there on the Spotify. Okay. And um, look, we're grateful for absolutely everything. And uh, we also know that it's a hard time for a lot of people. So right. uh, we're all very fortunate and we're in a, a lucky spot. So, you know, I hope nobody sends a, a dime <laughs> to me. But if anybody wants to hook the band up or anything, Spotify is uh, where it's at. Go check out Logan's episode. I have the band's uh, Venmo up there. So you can also donate to that as well. Yeah, and if you search the band's name on on, on Venmo or PayPal, you'll find us. You got the, of course, I said that out loud. Some hackers like making an account right now. Sure, but yeah, you, I think it's safe to say you can find us if you look. Yeah, Josh is like right now in the mood. He's Sorry. like, okay. yeah, I just made one. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. Well, dude, I love you, man. I love all of you. I want to have you all on soon. Next time we get uh, touring starts up again, you guys have to swing by and stay at my place. I got plenty of room. Absolutely, dude. I think it's funny when people are like, hey, come stay at my place. We got plenty of room. And it's like a one bedroom apartment for like band crew. Oh, but I literally, everyone could have their own room here and uh, oh. not if they wanted. So, you um, know, they uh, scrounge and band. I'm sure we'll take you up on that offer when we uh, make you back to that area. All right, get out of here. <laughs> we got to cut Josh, this Thank you so much, man. Here. I hope we get to see each other in real life soon, man.